Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the final episode of our podcast, Let's Talk Dance. And today we are going to be talking about a couple more styles of hip-hop. First, we're going to start out with house dancing, which is like an underground dancing, like it's a clubbing sort of dance. Um, The name was given to it. Uh, from like a variety of dance forms that evolved in New York and Chicago clubs during the 1970s. And there are um, house music that they are danced to. It's a specific kind of music that they dance to in these clubs. And um, the music is a huge part of this dance. It's the driving force in the house dancing. And this kind of music, it's meant to be danced to. It's not just meant to be listened to. Um, It's supposed to be danced to in the club. It is competitive, but it's not like breaking where it's in a cypher and it's a whole battle. Um, But mostly just people working off of each other. And it's really upbeat and, (gasps) excuse me, performative. Um, According to the reading, nothing is more powerful than the vibe, which is an active communal force. It's a feeling, it's a rhythm created by the mix of dancers, and it's the balance of loud music that affects um, the effects of darkness and light and the physical energy and producing a sense of liberation and nowness. And that is a lot, so we're gonna break that down. So it's basically saying that like the overall feeling is what makes it the um, house dance. It's the music and the rhythm created by like the whole, um, like your whole surrounding. So, you know, like the energy in the room, the lights and the other dancers, it's all just the feeling. Um, There are improvisational exchanges between the DJ and the dancer and between um, the dancers themselves. They're playful, they're fun, and it's sort of like a physical dialogue happening all at once. No one's judged for um, like their outside accomplishments. They are only there to dance and they are all happy. That's what they're all there for. Um, The music and the dance exist as a producer and a consumer, subjective and immediate. Um, The sound of the music has been engineered so that some of the deep bass lines aren't heard, but felt as vibrations in the sternum. So the dancer literally embodies the music. Um, The house music has been specifically created as dance music. It's nonstop. The music drives this nonstop form of dancing um it's baseline tempos hover around 125 to 130 beats per minute compared to faster rave music which is at 150 to 180 beats per minute in the house there are vocals they usually just enhance the beat but the words are not as important as the sound of the voice some of the vibrations are just like Jungle House, Hip Hop House, Deep House, and Jersey House. Um, The DJ is heavily responsible for like what's happening on the dance floor because it's a communication, it's a conversation going on between the dancers and the DJ and the dancers and the dancers. Um, 
there are many like distinctions between house and rave. Um, house dancers don't get stuck in like these hour long dance trances that ravers do. And in that they possess more individuality rather than a raver who like has lost their sense of collective self. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like the overall look of um, the style of house dancing. It's a club dance, very social, very upbeat and performative. Um, there are also like categories within house dancing. There's lofting, which is like higher, lighter movements. It's very fast and, ex and exciting and upbeat. And jacking, which is like waving and like flow and um, more ties to popping. Um, but yeah, it's a very diverse style, very improvisational. Um, but yeah, that about covers what I have to say on um, house dancing. So now we're going to move on to Vogue, which I absolutely love the style of Vogue. Super awesome. Um, so Voguing, uh, it originated in the seventies and it has ties to the LGBTQ plus community. Um, and voguing also has a lot of ties to whacking, which we are going to talk a little bit about. Um, but yeah, they both were actually originated in the 70s. Both have ties to LGBTQ plus communities. They were both originated in like California clubs. Um, they're very expressive and fierce styles of movement. Um, they accentuate like the face and like very performative. Um, voguing was actually inspired by models and like the magazine world, whereas whacking was inspired by movie stars. Um, and since these were, you know, popular dances in the seventies, of course they were hit with the AIDS epidemic and because they were tied so heavily to LGBTQ plus communities, these, both of these dances were pr hit pretty hard, but because voguing, um, it voguing was more of a like everyone is invited to the party sort of thing, you know, like it wasn't just the gay community, whereas whacking it was a lot of, um, you know, of the gay community and the people who were driving that force for whacking, a lot of them died during the AIDS epidemic. And so whacking almost died completely until it was sort of resurrected. <clears throat> Um, voguing also has a martial art influence that is present in breaking as well. Both voguing and whacking also have um, battles, which are seen across the board in most hip hop styles. But there's a conversation between, again, the DJ and the dancer, which is present in house. It's present in voguing. It's present in whacking. All hip hop styles have a strong emphasis on community, even if different communities are engaged. Um, so just through, um, this conversation and us talking about all of these different styles of hip hop, it's always had a very community based, um, upbringing and, you know, still just that it's very much, you know, a social club. Um, 
But yes, both styles of voguing and whacking are very popular in the drag community um, and in the gay community. Both are very percussive and they have strong emphasis on the arms and head gestures and poses are very important in both of these styles. Um, voguing also has this like family aspect more than any of the other hip hop genres because voguing has like this mother, father, and legendary child structure that's not present in whacking or really any other form of hip hop as far as I'm aware. Um, voguing has, you know, if, if any of my listeners are, um, like RuPaul Drag Race fans, you know, like a lot of drag queens will be a mother and a father and they will like, um, parent or raise their legendary child and like train them. And, you know, then they're just like this super, superstar, super drag star. Um, and that's kind of what it's like in, in the voguing world as well. Everyone can just be themselves and, you know, just have a great time. It's always, a, it's always awesome. It's always amazing. Um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about Ephra Ashiri. The Ephra Bounce Ashiri is a New York City-based b-girl dancer and a choreographer and a 2016 Bessie Award winner for Innovative Achievement in Dance. She is trained extensively in ballet and modern dance, but has found her artistic home in breaking, hip-hop, and house. She began breaking in 2002 under Richard Santiago, a.k.a. Break Easy. And soon after she was introduced to house music, she has been greatly influenced by the New York City club scene. And she created a dance company, EAD, that that is rooted in African-American and Latina street and social dances. And they are dedicated to revealing the inherent complexities of these forms. EAD explores the expansive and narrative qualities. of various street club styles, including breaking hip-hop, house, and vogue, um, as a means to tell stories and develop innovative imagery and um, find new modes of expression. But yeah, that was one of um, the dancers who really brought back, you know, like voguing and whacking, and it's just like a like a huge inspiration. And these are the kinds of people that are bringing this kind of dance back. Um, But yeah, that's all I have uh, to talk about with you guys today. Thank you so much for tuning in to this final episode. I hope you've enjoyed this series of Let's Talk Dance. And thank you so much for tuning in. Bye-bye now.